0: Welcome to the Modernizer or Die podcast, Soapbox Edition. In this podcast, we take you behind the scenes in the ColdFusion community. We'll talk to the leaders about what they're working on to push the language forward with tools, frameworks, modules, lessons learned, and best practices. Okay, so welcome back to the Modernizer Dice Soapbox Edition. We have uh, the third episode for you, and today we're gonna be talking again with Luis Mahano, and today we're gonna talk about the state of Coldbox and how it's grown in the last year and what we see happening as we move forward. So thanks again for joining me, Luis. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so state of Coldbox, your baby, this started a long time ago, So, so tell us a little bit about that.
1: Oh, yeah. very Still very excited about Coalbox. It was our first box ever. Uh, Believe it or not, it is 13 years old this June. Wow. So it's been around the block. It's a teenager now, man.
0: Uh Uh-oh. We're in trouble now.
1: (laughs) I know, man. Five more years and he's off to college. But uh, (laughs) it's very well mature, very well established, very blessed. Um, It really has become the, the standard for... MBC development in coal fusion for a long time now. Um, I think we're the act, most active project in in the coal fusion space. We released Coalbox uh, five last year, and uh, um, you know we're working already on six. So I think that it's 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 very exciting to see the growth that we've had. In the keynote, we shared you know stats of of modules, which is kind of the ecosystem around. Um, Callbox, and it's, it's it's so nice to see how we've grown since 2011 um you know the amazing amount of modules that people are building the ecosystem is growing and um you know the, more, the amount of people pouring into our slack channels is also interesting so I'm, I'm still you know i'm actually reinvigorated uh in what's possible for you know the call box hmbc framework which we kind of redefine that now to hmbc instead of just mbc
0: Yep, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Coldbox is an MVC framework, but controllers in the MVC in Coldbox, we still call them handlers, and that's because Luis built this thing way before controllers were cool. So that's why they're called <laughs> handlers, right? So that's one of the common questions everyone asks, it's like, I thought this was MVC, where do my controllers go? But yeah.
1: So. Yeah, in all reality, I, I had to make a decision at one point. It was early in the game, and you know, they actually they were called controllers at, uh, at the beginning when I designed it. But um, event handlers kind of became because I wanted to mix the the concept of not only handling control from the outside, but also from the inside. And that's how you know we kind of created this event bus to be able to to execute events. But they eventually became interceptors, right? But it, it kind of got stuck. You um, know, at one point, I think with Brad, we tried to refactor in 3.0, and we we're like, "Oh my God, this is so much work. It's like <laughs> forget it." You know, so you know, you can rename them. So we give you the ability to rename them to controllers if you want. But yeah. uh, the hierarchical part is what's what we're redefining ourselves as. It's been around for two, since 2011, so it's been around for a long time. Yeah. But it's the ability to create hierarchy in at the MVC level, and I think that we are the only ones in the CFML space, uh, there's a handful in the PHP space. Um, I really haven't seen any in the Java space. So um, the hierarchical is very unique to us and it's this design pattern where we can actually create these, what's called MVC triads and and separate our application into real modules. Right into modules that have life cycle into modules that can be hierarchical and grow and expand and and also collapse so that is very unique to design pattern applied to a framework
0: yep and codebox five introduced the hierarchical um routing too so now each module has its own router its own router cfc and it can really really do its own thing so yeah i love modules everything is a module for me and uh obviously some of our biggest products are integrating modules at its core even combine boxes built on modules you know you have modules for this and modules yeah. for that and you can contribute your own so i mean even test boxes can get some module love soon so
1: yeah yeah that's our new our new box to introduce modules and we're, we're kind of thinking how we can have this module services be abstracted onto their own but um you know yeah we're you know the whole api world that we live in you know that was the whole ability to do this hierarchically is great i mean you can even create uh hierarchical api routes like you mentioned and every module becomes a resource you can do that you know you can create define or model your api and every resource becomes a model and then it's super easy to translate as well so it, it just gives you more power
0: yeah totally and yeah, I love that. So, um, again, I think it's a good time. Uh, let's, let's throw in a clip here from the keynote so you guys can find a little more about the, the state of coalbox and then uh, we'll touch base right after.
1: Where we're going with coalbox It's also important to note that coalbox is now 13 years old. It's going to be its birthday this June, very mature, very well established, really becoming the de facto standard for HMBC in the ColdFusion space. We started our four series back in 2015, our five series last year, two years later. We've had about eight minor releases since our initial major release. And we've done two major architectural shifts in ColdBox since we've started, and we're not done yet. So we're gonna be showing you what's the future for box right now. It's also really exciting to see how the ecosystem is growing. You can see a chart of all the modules that are being published in Forgebox for Box. Over 60 in the past 12 months, we've done over 384 closed pull requests, which is great to see all these features coming from the community and not us. Over 300 box team members, over 500 box product members, and the real gauge for us is that we have emoji and Alexa support. We know we're making it. So with that, we started this Cobox 5 vision almost three years ago to focus on these modules, to focus on containerization, renderings, how to bring about more modern routing and APIs and growing our ecosystem. So we're super satisfied with all this vision being accomplished. We started with a big 5.0 release last year to do all kinds of things with APIs, from named regions, named routes, new routing DSL, handler JSON support, really a focus on APIs and modularity. We moved in 5.1 to auto json payloads, improvements in flash RAM, new HTML helper to produce XSS encoded data, fail fast procedures for high concurrency applications, then we move into the auto mapping of models to bring about modularity, uh, the router as well as an interceptor, lots of virtual inheritance improvements and wirebox improvements, environment variables into the core. And then we moved into more fail fast features for high concurrency apps, multi domain search engine safe URLs, concurrent interception points, lots of performance enhancements in 5.3. Okay. And then 5.4 was released last week so 5.4 introduces very cool things we introduced a box injection namespace that i'll talk about today we included the ability to run named routes internally inside of colbox elixir three support module inception by the core high i o logging for lockbox we do streaming now to files so it's really really fast we also need a streaming console appender especially for docker so you can actually stream data to the console and it's really fantastic. And we completely rewrote CacheBox. So CacheBox was completely rewritten to script and modernized. New interfaces, a huge focus on performance, multi-method outputs, reset timeouts to produce better session storages, and of course, um, Adobe broke things so we had to fix it. Our containerization efforts brought about the ability to talk to system properties very easily to control the environment through environment variables as well, which was really key for container deployments. It brought about easy marshaling of data to JSON. So now in a handler, you just return complex data and it'll auto marshal it for you. You can do it for XML, for PDF, for JSON, whatever you want. John Claussen introduced a very cool feature. If you're working with modern frameworks such as Vue.js or Angular or React, you get a JSON payload in your HTTP body and it will automatically translate into request collection variables. No meddling, really easy stuff, especially for the API era. We completely rewrote the routing to a modern routing service in DSL. You can actually write things very fluently and it supports HMVC. So every module can have its own router or influence the parent router. So a really nice hierarchical approach to routing. We also introduced routing responses. So you can write lambdas or closures and actually no handlers right from your router. You can actually build stuff, resourceful routes to bring about lots of routes by convention, make your life easier when building APIs. And of course, since everybody should be testing, right? You're the 50% from that chart, API integration testing to allow you to do very easy HTTP verb, posting parameters, headers, etc. So last week we introduced our box injection DSL. So this allows us now to create not only code box modules, but what we're calling box modules. So now our modules are gonna be focused so they can run at the CLI and they can run at the web. And now tomorrow you'll find out where other places, but this has become pivotal as WireBox is now powering not only the CLI, but the web. And then tomorrow we'll find out what. So very exciting of where we are, but we're not done. We really want to push forward in all areas. So we're introducing our, our four-year roadmap for Colbox now. 2019 will be more of a 5X series, but work on six has already begun in terms of development and what we want to do. Hopefully by next year, we'll have a six final and six release candidates, and five will enter our very first long-term support. By 2021, we move still with long-term support, and we're gonna start working on seven and finalizing more versions on six. And finally, in 2022, having a seven final, if possible, and six going into long-term support. We have even further visions for six. We have to drop a lot of CFML engine support, keep modernizing, but we're focusing on rendering engines on API development still, but now we're introducing the capability to do streams and functional programming with Colbox and concurrency. You guys remember Mr. Funky from last year? Well, Mr. Funky's back. So last year we introduced streams, which is the ability to actually tap into the JDK ability to do stream collection and data pipelines in Java. Uh, we have a session today about it if you wanna go find out about it. We also introduced the Java optional class into CFML to allow you more functional programming aspects. And we're working on futures. This is something that we wanted to do for a long time. And hopefully after futures, we were working on CBRX and bring you reactive programming to CFML. So streams has really been something that has revolutionized a lot of things already. Streams will be core for all boxes. Optionals will be core for all boxes to bring you about more functional style programming, to bring you a synchronicity, easy synchronicity without being hindered by the engine and locking you in to only 20 threads or whatever. And finally, reactivity. This is a big focus for us to increase the developer knowledge in this area. We also are envisioning new rendering engines per Colbox. We've always had the ability to just render Colbox views, but we've had a lot of requests for other things. So we're gonna be expanding it to support multiple rendering engines. So not only can you do Colbox views, but you can use the Colbox templating language if you want. You can use Inertia.js, which allows you to do integrations to Vue.js. We're even pondering some server-side JavaScript rendering thanks to the JDK, which actually has this already, and custom rendering engines. So no longer will you just be restricted to just code box CFML, but a range of view rendering capabilities. Wirebox is targeted for complete rewrite in this next version. Full script, full modernization, focus on better debugging and error messages, streams integration, we're talking about how to streamline metadata cause metadata really kind of sucks right now in the CFML engines. And we're also talking about pre-optimizations. How can we pre-optimize our applications so they're faster for reading metadata and re-nits and deployment. We're also going to be moving class loading to the core, right? So we can support it concurrent singleton initializations. So parallelism for the construction of objects, We want to introduce new lazy constructs to provide you easy ways to provide laziness for properties and also provide optional functions where functions can actually return optionals instead of null or doesn't exist. We're not done. We still wanted to think about rendering data data transformers in the world of APIs. Right now, we do all these our way, but we know that people are picky, so they wanted to do it their way. So we're providing that capability hopefully in this release so they can actually provide new or override the way that things are rendered in different data structures. We have already set the foundation for the cache box functional DSL. Everything will be provided with optional so you don't have to deal with nulls anymore when getting things from the cache. We're gonna be providing streams so you can actually get streams of cache data you can actually also be able to retrieve or set or look up or even reap things in parallel thanks to streams so you're going to be able to produce a parallel dsl to retrieval of cache data and hopefully maybe later reactivity our cb futures is going to be based off the java completable future api the java complete completable future api is incredible um it is fantastic, it is well written, well documented, and it's pretty much everything that we need to bring futures into CFML. Introducing async function annotations, so you can very easily asynchronize functions, run async events, run async routes, announce async interceptions, and then provide, once we've done that, reactivity, so you can actually have reactivity inside of your events. And then our final piece of what we're thinking for the future of ColdBox. It's something we've been wanting to do for a long time. It's the cold box query language. If you guys have heard of GraphQL and the ability to actually turn APIs into dynamic APIs instead of static routing, we've been pondering how to do this. So we have a plan in place, hopefully, to allow for cold box routing to receive requests, abstract the query language to a consistent search criteria API, tap into QUIC or ORM or whatever else, to produce the queries that we need, push them out to the mementifier to marshal them and produce whatever JSON we need. It could look like something like this where you can have a resource and then have a query language to actually determine what to bring back in your queries. So this is still in design and research, but it's something that's coming for us with the simplicity of Colbox instead of relying on Java GraphQL but we're still very, very excited about where we're going with Coldbox. It's been 13 years since I started this, and I think we're even re-energized now that we have a huge team, to, not a huge team, I think it's a huge team, to work on this and produce the next 13 years.
0: Okay, so that's, again, the state of Coldbox from the keynote into the box in 2019. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about the future of Colbox. Do you want to talk a little bit more about it, so we get a little more time?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we released our roadmap, and that's mostly because we're introducing long-term support for our versions. We announced this at Into the Box uh, last year, so it kind of gives confidence to our users that we're here in the you know for the next four years. We they, they are supported and so forth, and, and movement is there, and they are there will be supported. Um, the next was our vision for, you know, the future, what we feel Cobox can bring. And um, so we talked about custom rendering engines. Uh, we really wanted to have the capability to not only leverage CFML for views, but leverage other technologies, right? We created the Cobox templating language a few years ago. Uh, I know the Perside CMS folks have been doing some great stuff with their view rendering. So I wanted to give them the capability to tap into it um, exclusive without any runarounds Um, we've also been doing a lot of UJS stuff and there's also possibilities to do even server-side rendering with JavaScript Um, I don't know if folks know that actually uh, there is a JavaScript rendering engine in built into the JDK now they're introducing JDK 8 Uh, Um, they're still not sure if it's gonna be deprecated or not but it's still there and it's been very well developed and uh, we can do from the JVM actually do server-side rendering for JavaScript So, there could be opportunities here where we can actually do service R rendering uh, as well as another type of rendering engine. So, that's one of the big improvements we want to bring in. More focus on on modularity, of course, which is kind of key for us the whole hierarchical uh, module development. But we also released a project last year called Streams, which is uh, based on the JDK. Uh, stream Collections API, which gives you this ability to create these uh, functional approaches to working with collections, right? And uh, not only working with collections, you know, synchronously, but also asynchronously. And I think that our movement, what we want to do is, is bring streams to the core of all our boxes, right? Starting with Colbox. So this will bring the ability for us to work with collections in a more efficient and functional approach but also it can add concurrency. And I think that's a big thing that you see in other languages like, uh, you know, JavaScript and the Node.js ecosystem, right? The ability to have the ability to do asynchronous functions and promises and all this. And this, the JDK since JDK 8 has done a tremendous job from the completable futures API, the streams API, and then in Java 9, introduction of reactive streams uh, interfaces. So all these things are available to us, uh, you know, we just need to tap into them. And that's what we what we did with streams. So the ability to tap into that, uh, that will give us a huge performance boost, especially for modules, because right now all the module loading and unloading is synchronous. So we want to start introducing concurrency in our core, but also offer that uh, to developers. So we're actually thinking of doing what we call CB futures, which is tap into the completable futures API and that will open the door for us to do asynchronous programming um very easily not the you know cf thread is okay but it's very it's very uh simplistic right it's like oh i create a thread okay hooray but you <laughs> know luck. having the ability <laughs> you know having the real ability to to do some functional aspects of it of like you know, even pipelines, you know, the Completable Future has this nice API where, you know, you can cascade these futures into then operations, mapping operations, filter operations, really opens the door for us to introduce some really powerful constructs and and make a mark in concurrent programming. Now, this is not an easy area. Uh, It's a truth in any language. I mean, every time somebody says concurrency, you know, the first guy is already out the door, right? Because it, it's hard, you know, it's a, it's complex. It's you know thinking about things in parallel. Um, you know, you have to start thinking about locks. You know, access to resources, and it's it's not easy. So what we want to do is make it easy and attractive for developers. So uh, tapping into the Completable Futures API with a dynamic co-fusion approach is really important to us. Introduce async annotations. Right. So people can just, you know, don't worry about these things and being able to okay, these functions are a sync. It gives you back a completable future. And then you can do these kind of nice functional operations on it. That's really important for us. Um, and later reactive events. Right. So you know, this is where you know Apache Kafka has has shined or RabbitMQ has shined, where these messaging queues, well, the, the ability to be reactive and do publish subscribe things. With collections and items of collections, really opens the door even for microservices. You know, I want a nice little CFML microservice that just listens and does a job, right? So the serverless, fuseless, yeah. right? All that stuff. So I think that will open the door a lot of this thing that are then then we become reactive now uh, at the server. So uh, we're very very excited, and uh, I think the last point we mentioned in our keynote was the CoboxQL, which is the Cobox query language. So this is still in, in in research phase. I've been researching it for past six months or so. Uh, GraphQL has made an impact in the Java world and other worlds. Uh, it gives you a nice way to be able to make your RESTful services dynamic. You know, RESTful services are great, but they're static, right? It's like you have a resource, you know, these are the options and this is what you get, right? And then if you want to change stuff or get different representations you have to go program them right yeah. so it's it's not very agile so that's what you know the graphql wants to bring is the ability to still talk to a resource but now you can add more dynamic things to retrieve the data or filter the data so we, yeah we i mean do it have... makes it much
0: more efficient especially in this mobile world i mean you can't just get packets of data like we used to on the server where you just get everything like every field yeah. counts and if you're on a 3g connection somewhere you want to make sure you're only getting the data you need not everything because that's what was in the api call.
1: yeah so i think the whole concept of adaptability and and be able to modernize our apis it's something we want to work on. So the, we're already in the research phase. We already know what we want to tap into. Um, basically, we'll be leveraging Cobox modules to take in a query language, um, adapt it to a search criteria, and that that search criteria can can be adapted to either CBO which is based on Hibernate or uh, Quick uh, ORM. And so that way, you know, we can have you know persistence layers of choice. And then basically, once we get our results and our object graphs then we can, we can send them in through our Mementifier project, which is basically to convert you know, objects to state and then push those JSON results out. And that opens the doors for having a query language of our own uh, to build RESTful services in a, in a great dynamic approach.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know, a lot of time spent building APIs these days, and if I could spend more time on the productive side and not so much the boilerplate, my life would be a lot easier, and our customers (laughs) would love it too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've I've worked a little bit with GraphQL um, and, you know, JavaScript stuff and using Apollo and everything, and it's pretty slick. I mean... So I definitely want to be a part of that project, and I know Mark Drew's given a couple of presentations at CF Camp on uh, GraphQL for ColdFusion So I'm curious what what he was tying into and how it worked, and you know, and, and see what what he's done there too. So we'll have yeah, to yeah, yeah. I talked brain. to Mark
1: about this, and he was uh, the one that actually started this catalyst in me. And um, you know, but basically, it's based on Java. It's you know, it requires that Java server, and it has to go through all these things. And you know, it, it's it's great, but I think that. You know, what we've made a name for ourselves is to try to make those things easier for whole Fusion developers that might not have any Java knowledge, right? Or maybe don't want any Java knowledge, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm done Uh, with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think that if we can bring some dynamic uh, niceties to this language, I think it will be be important. So I'm definitely going to be tapping into Mark uh, Drew's head uh, uh, pretty soon here once we start moving into a more alpha phase. But right now, it's still just research and stuff. But you know, streams are a reality. Optionals are a reality. Uh, CB Futures will be probably the next, the okay. next portion that we tackle um, pretty soon here, and uh, and then integrating them into our course.
0: Cool. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for coming and sharing. Uh, it's good to get the insight into what's coming to ColdBox in the future, and uh, the overview is really great too. So. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for coming on and making the Soapbox Edition a good one.
1: All right, Gavin. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
0: Show notes for this episode can be found on soapbox.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, or your favorite podcast player, or a link to the YouTube channel for more of these videos. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.